0: Now, once again, here's Mark.
3: Well, good afternoon, everybody,
4: four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. If you have a car question or car problem or a car comment, anything to do with cars, horse trailers, boats, um, wheel bearings, emissions, testing, any of that kind of stuff, then you can give us a call. It's simple, 602-508-0960, 602 508 very, very well. He's been around a long time. Jeff is his service writer and unlike most service writers, Jeff is an ASE Master Tech. Eric is the lead shop tech and he's also an ASE Master Tech. What that means to you is is they have passed all the eight automotive tests and been certified as a Master Tech by a national company. Um, We don't pay for the certification. We pay to take the test but many people fail the test. So if you pass, you pay and pass, then you get a certificate that's identified you. But it's only five years, so you have to retake the test after five years. After you do it 25 years, then you become kind of retired, and you don't have to take the test again. So Kurtz is a good guy, I-17 and Bell on the northeast corner. If you live in that area and you don't have a shop, may I suggest you stop by Kurtz. Right now in the auto repair industry, we're dealing with two things that uh, the the computer and the internet has created. Number 1, we're talking about people fixing cars over the internet. And and I can't emphasize enough that the the procedure and diagnosis involves hands-on. Not too long ago a gentleman was complaining about his car idling rough and running rough, and based on input on the internet, he ended up working on the fuel system for some extended period of time and he, he went back to the same forum or he asked the same question and people again and again would say, well you're getting too much fuel or too little fuel or look for air in the fuel or whatever. They came up with lots of stuff. At the end of the day, he found a vacuum leak on a large vacuum hose where it had broke and he replaced the vacuum hose and that fixed his drivability problem and he admits that he was sidetracked by his own by himself I mean he he's not blaming anybody else but there was lots of other people that were chiming in and in order to check when your car comes in and if you've got a drivability problem if it's not idling right or if it's dying and stalling during the the diagnosis process, we we have to test the car. We have to test the fuel pressure. We have to test the emissions because what's coming out of the tailpipe tells us what's going on underneath the hood. So In that particular car's case, we would have stuck a tailpipe probe in his tailpipe and his HC, his hydrocarbons would have been through the roof, his CO would have been in the basement and we would have known at that time that we had a vacuum leak. Now if it's idling rough and we artificially inseminate the motor with propane or carburetor spray and it smooths right out then that tells you it's the absence of fuel or the abundance of air but keep in mind we probe the tailpipe and we see the numbers scream the abundance of air because if HC is high and CO is low I want you to picture your two hands like that. One of them down low, one of them up high. That clearly says we have a vacuum leak or too much air. But if it's rich and it has too much fuel, both of them are sky high. So there's just a matter of knowing. And there's no way the guys on the internet can tell you what's wrong with your car without performing some of these operations. So you have a code that says you have an ABS problem. And there is a series of tests that you have to go through to determine what's going on because it starts with each one of the wheel sensors. And the wheel sensors report the speed of each tire to the computer. And the ABS is completely asleep until you hammer the brakes. This happens 3,000 times a second. So as soon as you hammer the brakes, the ABS comes alive, wakes up, And it starts looking at all the tires, and it sees the right rear tire has gone from 35 to 0. All the rest of them are declining, but they're declining 35, 34, 32, 31, 29. But this one went from 35 to 0. That means the tire is locked up. So the brake locked up on the right rear. So the ABS will immediately open a valve to dump all the fluid to that tire. And it will know that the tire has resumed spinning, because it'll see the speed go from 0 to 32. Now it will then reapply pressure gentler than it did before and until it sees the tire decline in speed as much as the other three. And I'm telling you what, this entire thing I told you over the last 20 seconds happens in the blink of an eye. So when you're you're doing an ABS analysis... You have to make sure the computer is awake, you have to make sure all four wheel sensors are good, you have to create a situation where the computer sees a bad wheel sensor and then make sure the computer makes the proper command. But if the command is sent, you have to make sure that the command is sent to the dump valve, and the dump valve gets the command and is capable of dumping the pressure. Because if the signal sent but the dump valve is shorted or it lost its ground, Then it can't dump the pressure. And all of that cannot be done over the internet because A, you don't have the tools or the knowledge, and B, neither does the idiot who's guessing with your money. So they really, it isn't a situation where the internet's helping you fix your car. You are allowing someone you've never met before, you have no idea of their credentials, you have no idea of their ability, you're allowing someone to guess with your money. Now, I tell you, never let a shop do that, and I'm telling you it's a crazy idea to let someone on the Internet guess with your money. The gentleman earlier that had the four-cylinder Camry, Olaf, he was a very nice man, but according to the Internet, somebody told him that it was the ABS module. and That is a very good example of someone guessing with Olaf's money. It's his money. And so, if he goes and buys the ABS module and he hasn't installed or he installs it himself and it doesn't work, he spent a lot of money. And almost all the time, almost, I'm going to say 80% of the time, the guess is more expensive than the diagnostic procedure. Because, on most cases, the diagnostic procedure is not going to be below $45. And I would say maybe 5% in my shop, maybe 5% are over 175 and all the rest of them were between 75 and 150 $75 on the low side and 150 on the high side. Now it is true, and I will grant you, that you are at the mercy of the shop being truthful about the time that it took to diagnose your car, but it's kind of like anything else. Um, you're going to have to trust somebody. Not too long ago, one of my technicians was taking a seat out of a car. And and he found a $100 bill underneath the seat. So he's looking at the $100 bill, and he admits he's thinking about putting it in his pocket. But he's scared to death that it was planted there, and the car may have cameras, and he's scared to death of getting caught. So he walks up front, and he gives it to the service manager and says, I found this underneath the car, that blue Forge car seat. The problem is, is as a former policeman, I'm looking at... The dollar, this hundred dollar bill that's folded in fourths, and it. is the better policy. So hopefully your shop treats you fairly. There's lots of good shops out there. Uh, I'm 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 telling you the ones that you that you want the specialty shops right now, because business is so slow, the specialty shops, the brake shops, the transmission shops, even paint and body shops are starting to get into the mechanical aspects. And I and I I, I truly believe
5: that the
0: I, Donald John Trump, do solemnly swear.
1: A new era has started in America, and with it, a new attitude, outlook, and feeling of purpose.
0: It's going to be only America
1: first. Can President Trump deliver on his promises from the campaign? And will the Democrats come around and get on board, or just be a roadblock? One thing's for sure, it will be interesting. And you can follow it all right here. Intelligent Talk 960. The
5: Patriot. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Many homeowners
6: will soon find themselves in the unenviable position of having their home equity lines of credit reset. If you're one of those homeowners, this means that your current monthly payments will dramatically increase. There is an option consider refinancing your existing first mortgage and combining it with your line of credit into a much more affordable loan. Call Steve Oswald from Pinnacle Capital Mortgage today to learn about your refinance consolidation options. 602-266-5665. With over 20 years of industry expertise, Steve has extensive experience in product knowledge, loan origination, and the mortgage process. The end result, better service with loans tailored to your needs that are more likely to fund. Control your monthly mortgage payments before your adjusting credit line controls you. Call Steve Oswald from Pinnacle pinnacle capital mortgage at 602-266-5665 that's 602-266-5665 or go to pcm.mortgage pinnacle capital mortgage is a division of finance of america mortgage llc equal housing lender mlo 182922 nmls 1071 azbk
7: 0910184 it takes 12 years to create a graduate it takes about the same time to create a dropout the difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills and kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council.
1: Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information.
4: Welcome back, everybody. I'm really sorry for the uh, for the delays and uh, for the gaps in our show. Um, I really, truly apologize for that. Um, we've had this problem fixed for a very long time, and it seems to have r- r- uh, its ugly head has, uh, has now shown itself again. So we don't know whose end it's on, but I'm going to take full responsibility for it. So I apologize. Um, Bruce, hang on just one, for about 15 seconds, if you would. Um, S&S Tire is a great place for the west side and I'll tell you why. First of all they have three locations Peoria, Surprise and Goodyear. Number two they have a huge selection selection of tires and I don't know how many different brands. So what that means is is you can go in and they will take your tire size and they they can give you a price for four tires in a good, better, best kind of pricing structure. Then you can decide what you want to do. Very few places have that many brands of tires to ensure that they can give you the good, better, best. They also have tires for everything else you might have. Farm equipment, golf equipment, lawn and garden equipment, ATVs, ATCs, trailers, commercial truck tires, commercial construction tires. They do suspension work, they do maintenance work, and they do alignments. So it's really a kind of a one-stop shop. So if you're in the West Valley, may I honestly suggest s&s tire for your tires and suspension and uh, alignment needs bruce good morning to you thank you for holding how can i help you
8: good morning mark okay um i have an attaboy for one of your shops and basically i'll tell you at the end who it was the short story is my neighbor brought an old one dodge three-quarter ton two-wheel drive to a shop of his choice and they didn't want to work on it they highballed him at like two grand to get rid of a darty, drifty issue on the road um, so it wouldn't stay in the lane, dead on center. And he came to me and said, yeah, they want this much, and I, I told him no. I said, okay, uh, so what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to take it to a dealer. Well, who am I? So he takes it to a, a Dodge dealer. They came back with, and it struck a nerve with me, and I know will with you. They came back, and he showed me the quote on this one. It said, replace the steering gearbox to start. And I went, yeah, they're guessing with your money, John. Don't do that. So I told him to go to one of your shops, one of your recommended shops. He did, in fact, follow up on that. He went to one of your recommended shops. And for, I want to say, I can't, don't quote me on this, but I think about 130 bucks. He was out the door and loves it. He was done. No part. Basically, all they had to do, I, I don't know power steering gearboxes, but something about Lash. They had to adjust lash or something in the steering gearbox, and it fixed his drifty issue. He's thrilled to death and won't go anywhere else now. The name of the shop <laughs> <That's> is. <weird. laughs> it's your shop.
4: Yeah, I know. I know. He. Uh, you're right. You're right. We didn't know a lot of that story till the end. Um, I'm. I'm honored that that you're saying something. Um, thank you for that. But he did come in. He did. I'll tell you what he did right. He, did do, he didn't do anything wrong. And he had a friend like you that took care of him as well and that looked out for him. But he described the issue perfectly.
8: Well, that's just what I told perfectly. him to do, too. I told him not to put it, just give you symptoms. Not, not tell him what he's done, what he's already done, what he hadn't done. Give you symptoms.
4: Yeah. And so what they did was is they put it on the alignment rack and they shook down the front end. And everything was fine. Then the Lima tech called for another tech and says, come over here and shake this steering wheel. I want to see what's going on with the front tires. And the the technician has his hand on the tire, but he's watching with his eyes the steering wheel. And the kid starts by going left and right an inch and then left and right two inches. Meanwhile, the tech's got his hand on the left front tire, and he sees the steering wheel moving left and right three or four inches, but there's no movement of this tire So then he opens up the hood, and he looks, and he sees the steering shaft coming into the steering box. And then he sees the pitman arm going out the bottom. He has the Young Tech move the steering wheel back and forth, and he sees that the input shaft is moving, but the output shaft is not. So then he goes and gets the appropriate tools, and he's going to take the lash out. He's going to take the play out. The gears, there's slop between the input shaft gear and the pitman gear. So he then adjusts it, and he purposely adjusts it too tight, knowing full well he'll see that, and then he starts backing off until he's happy, cleans up the mess he made because there's going to be power steering fluid coming out of that hole, that, that adjustment hole, and then he goes and drives it, and he says it's fine, and we're done. So um, I, I do I'll tell you how I knew that. I think your friend went to Google and left us a nice um, uh, review. And when that happens, whether it's good or bad, Google notifies me, and I'm up at the ranch, and so I forwarded it to my daughter, Andy, and I said, this is a really nice review. Why don't you track down the technician that did it, and let's do something nice for him? And she did. And then I answered his his review on the Internet. <clears throat> I don't remember what I said, but I did I did thank him for the review, and um, I did thank him for uh, giving us as much information as he, as he could, so... Thank you for that. I didn't know where you were going at the beginning, but when you said $130 and lashing in the power steering box, um, I remember reading that. So thank you very much for that.
9: Bruce. Well, thank
8: he was you. just getting thank the you. runaround and your thing of, are they guessing it with your money or my money? You, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I went, John, they are, you are barking up the wrong tree, buddy. I'm buying an awful lot of parts for your front end and not fix it.
4: The, I think the thing that bothers me is, is if I remember right, the first estimate included um, lower control arms.
8: Correct, again. And
4: those are historically an audio. Uh, that's, a, that's a clunk when you take off and a clunk when you stop. It's also going to have some abnormal wear on the tires, and he didn't have that. The second part was a steering, and, and I knew it was a steering box, plus a series of other ifs. And really, there's no question in my mind... We can. We are good enough, our industry is good enough to look at every aspect from the steering wheel to each one of the front wheels and to test every single connection and component, and we don't have to say we're going to start here, but leave your check open. We're capable of saying you've got one tie rod in bad, and we need to adjust your steering box and maybe flush your power steering system, and that will fix your car. And we're capable that. of that so i think anyway, the other shoppers didn't want to touch him you know um it is possible and i must admit there are times i have done that and let me tell you when i do it you got a customer that comes in that's never been in before we had this happen the other day the lady walks to the front counter she's an older lady and she is all bite and bark from the from the good morning ma'am how can i help you And she says to us, I'm leaving my car here. I want you to fix it. I'm going to drive it for a month. And I'm not going to pay you till I know you fixed it. Everybody else has ripped me off. I've been to five other stores. And I know that my chances of of fixing this car are slim and none. So i just said to her we're just not your shop and i said she said this is what they're chasing and i said that could be two or three thousand dollars and she humped and then she walked out i i have used in in 37 years there has been times i've thrown big numbers at a customer because i didn't want to work on their car I, i i would say that probably happens once every three or four years so i must admit that i've done that before but um I, I, think, uh, I think you're right. You may have gone to a shop that didn't want or didn't have the diagnostic capabilities to fix this, so they threw a big number at him thinking they could subcontract it to somebody else because that's happening in our industry as well. So, Thank you, Bruce. Thank you very well, much. No. The other thing that's, that's happening in our industry is, is the Internet parts issue. Um, most of us list the part number on your ticket, so you can then take the part number and query the part number and find out it's on the Internet. Here's the problem. First of all, I just did a study, and you can buy the part on the Internet cheaper than I can buy it here locally. In more than 25 parts that I randomly picked, in more than 25 parts I purchased that I randomly picked from what we call our receivables, not a single one of them I couldn't buy cheaper on the Internet. Here's the difference, though. The internet part might come in a white box. It's going to take two to three days. Well, I'm going to say one to three days to get to my shop. And when you order an internet part, you don't have any labor warranty. So if the part goes on the car and it's defective, then you have to pay the labor twice and whatever you saved is gone. Now if the part fails in a week, in a month, or six months, or a year, you still have no warranty but my part you do. I take it off, I take it off and put it on and it doesn't cost you anything. If it fails in six months or a year I put a new one on and I take it off and it doesn't cost you anything. So there's a difference. Now, I can't speak for other shops, but I let my customers bring one of their own parts every year. I tell them with a, in a joking manner, you don't want to bring me an $8 air filter that you're going to save 5 bucks on. You want to bring me a dashboard where you save $500 on it. Or you want to save you know $100 on an air compressor. Or you want to save um, $150 on a rack and pinion assembly. But the more expensive the part, the bigger the risk on the labor side. So it is a problem, and we're all learning how to handle it. But that's for at least this time right now is we're going to let our customers bring one part a year. We'll be back right after this.
2: Attention, this is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate liens? Then listen to this. The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit, which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly, which is completely secured by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without risk, then call 1-800-613-7979 now to get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as low as $500, all from your home with little or no money working 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-613-7979 right now to get your free tax lien kit, plus two free tickets to a live training event and a free $20 Visa gift card just for attending. Call 800-613-7979. That's 800-613-7979 for your free tax lien kit now. Individual results may vary.
10: Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older?
3: There is, but you actually have to be 65.
10: Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people.
3: I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65.
10: Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. Nope. How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. Flu season is here and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu.
3: I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35.
10: Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org slash flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older
11: tanning indoors or out increases your risk of skin cancer including melanoma the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30
7: tanning doesn't make me look healthier my ambition does tanning doesn't make me stand out my drive does
11: tanning can cause wrinkles age spots and even melanoma the cancer that kills one person every hour And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't
8: make me feel better about myself.
7: I got the job. Yeah. Congrats.
11: My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology.
9: Welcome back, everybody.
4: Mark Salem here, and the lines are wide open. If you have a car question, 602-508-0960, 508-0960. I want to tell you about two good shops in town, and they're on the other side. They're on opposite sides of town. First of all, if you live in Deer Valley or North Phoenix, you're going to want to listen. Or if you live in Mesa, you're going to want to listen. In Deer Valley and North Phoenix, Action Auto Repairs at I-17 in Deer Valley. He's been around since 1983. The good shops have been around a long time. When you have a shop that has changes owner every year or two or three or, and changes staff, that might be one you want to stay away from. So Tom's been around since 1983. His staff is well-known for quality workmanship. He has ASE Master Certified Technicians, and he's going to work with you so that you understand the why and the what and the when and the where. So they're pretty good. At Action Auto Repair, they're not pretty good. They're really good at Action Auto Repair. I-17 in Val. Then you got Thompson's Auto Repair in Mesa. He's on Main Street, just east of Stapley. He's the third generation of the same family that's been fixing cars in Mesa. Brian and Thelma, who own Thompson's Auto Repair, you, when you meet them, you'll say to yourself, that's exactly what Mark Salem said. They are the most kindest, the gentlest, the smartest and the most business-like people you'll ever meet. They are just really... Brian. Now, they're both married, keep in mind, but Brian's the kind of kid you want your daughter to bring home, and Thelma's the kind of lady you want your son to bring home. I promise you that. So since 1970, Thompson's been around a long time. So that's Thompson's Auto Repair in Mesa, on Main Street just east of Stapley, and then on the other side of town... Action Auto is I seventeen and Deer Valley. Two good places to have your car fixed. Raphael, good morning to you. How can I help you?
2: Yes,
8: good morning. Um, I called you about a month ago about my uh, three thousand GT uh, that the spines were coming out and my car was car was dying after getting my clutch done. Uh, you okay. referred me. You referred me to Mike's Auto Tech in Glendale, and I just wanted to let you know they did get to the bottom of the problem and uh, uh, it was. They were a very good shop and took care of me. I appreciate
12: it.
4: What was the problem? You want to share that with us?
8: Yes, the, the intermediate shaft that goes into the uh, the CV axle. That part was I don't know how, but ground down. So therefore, it would come in and out, and uh, so therefore the car would stop moving. And uh, they did okay. everything, but yeah, they did everything to find out what was going on, and uh, they took care of it. And I really appreciate it because it was driving me crazy.
4: Okay, so you have, you have a, an axle shaft, but you have a knuckle assembly on both ends. On the inner end of each axle shaft, and those, you know, go into the transaxle. Then the other end actually hooks to the two hubs and the two front tires. So you had one of those joints, which is typically some portion of the intermediate shaft, had come apart. And the reason why no one could see it is is because the joint, which is very much like your knee joint or your wrist joint, your joint is covered with a big black boot that's filled with grease, and the grease is supposed to lubricate and cool the joint. So that's what makes it double tough to find a bad joint is because you can't see it. And so I'll pass that on to Mike, so that you were a happy customer. And thank you very much for calling us and letting us know. Thank you. Thank you. Alrighty, six oh, you betcha, six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open, six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. It's uh it's a day in Mark's life. Every day we, uh, my life, as you well know, is just cars, 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 and it's not uncommon for uh, me to be involved in other people's problems because that's kind of what I do. I had a lady send me an email the other day that was just a, the ugliest email I've had in probably a year. She took her car into a shop. The shop said they could take care of it. They're predominantly a transmission shop. The shop said... within the Better Business Bureau on a committee and I thought it would be important for them to know that um, this activity is happening so I don't know what the outcome of that was but it's important to learn the lesson from that and when, you're, when you take your car in and the car is there for 5 to 10 days and all you get is, is we're working on it we're working on it that should make the hair on the back of your neck stand up and you have to decide what you're going to do. And you are best served by just as best you can getting your car out of there. So it's a it's a shop that I don't respect, but that didn't really affect my my uh, my advice to the lady. Um, if you think you need to get your car out of there, you need to get your car out of there. And I also said to her, you can call the police and have them come by for a standby. And uh, and then you just walk in and say, I, if you have a bill and it's signed by me, I'll pay it, but I have a set of keys and I'm going to drive my car out. And the police will do what they call a civil standby, and it's just to keep the peace. And um, and under those conditions, most of the time, you're going to be allowed to pick up your car and drive it out of there if it's possible, and if not, you'll have to have a tow truck. Um, that happens every once in a while, and it happens when there's a, a disconnect between the customer and the shop and the shops unwilling or unable to explain why they've had the car for a long period of time and the customer has lost faith in their ability to perform so unfortunately that's what happens 6025080960 if you have a car question i'm happy to take it the lines are wide open we'll be right back
3: If you're over 50 and concerned about any of the following, stay tuned for an exclusive free bottle offer. Are you concerned about your heart health? Are you interested in healthy brain function? What about joint comfort and energy? Well, if you answered yes to any of these questions, we want to send you a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus now with CoQ10. Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 combines krill oil with fish oil in one tiny pill. And this little pill delivers big health benefits to your heart, your joints, your arteries and brain. And with CoQ10 you'll enjoy extra energy too. Best of all, you can get a free bottle of Krill Omega 50 Plus with CoQ10 today. Just pay for shipping. Call right now and request your free bottle. Dial 1-800-679- 5745. That's 1-800-679- 5745. 1-800- 679- 5745. Again, call now. 1-800-679- 5745. 745.
7: So, Justin,
2: I was playing that video game, Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like...
12: And
2: then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water, it looked almost real. It was this whole electronic
10: forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest, the real forest. Where well, I was running down this, well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like, ribbit, and I saw an owl, too. Then I played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles, like wet water. Then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told
7: cool stories all night long. Oh, that's uh, pretty cool, too.
8: This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council.
1: Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yes, sweetie.
3: Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
1: Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app
4: store today. Well, welcome back, everybody. Mark Salem here. Every Saturday, 10 to noon, we're talking about car and car repair issues. You're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by IMM Auto Service. IMM is in the northeast part of Tempe. IMM has been around since 1972. And here's what's special about IMM. There's some cars out there that are very difficult to repair, and you better have had some history with the car in order to repair even some of the basic stuff. Well, IMM specializes in the Volvo, Saab, Alfa Romeo, and Fiats, but they also work on your Toyota, your Honda, your Chevy, Ford, and your Dodge, so no matter what you have in your garage, IMM can handle your car repair needs. Again, they're south of the 202, west of the 101 in northeast Tempe, so South Scottsdale, northwest Mesa, and all of Tempe is well within their area, IMM Auto. Let's go to the phones. Jake, good morning to you. How can I
12: help you? I, um, I have a 2002 Jeep Liberty, and uh, it was having a problem. I took it in to get diagnosed, and uh, I think over at Sun Valley, and they said that the engine wasn't holding compression, so I needed to have it rebuilt. Uh, they wanted to kind of charge me quite a bit to have the engine rebuilt, but they also suggested uh, getting a used engine put in. I'm not really sure which one would be a better deal, but the rebuilt um, is... Um, It would be cheaper to get a used engine put in, but um, I also got a quote at another place where it was a little bit cheaper, but I'm kind of wondering what do you guys think would be the best route, and if you have any recommendations on um, who can do a good job for a fair price, because I don't really make a whole lot of money.
4: Okay. Well, let me ask you about the symptoms first. If you have a cylinder with low compression, you're probably using some oil. You might be leaking some oil, and it doesn't idle very good 100% of the time. Do you have those?
12: Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's not leaking really right. oil, but it's not idling very good. It's uh, okay. And it'll All die right. out once in a while, especially when I'm stuck.
4: And when you drive and you go 35 miles an hour, it's not really smooth either. It's not no, really not sewing machine smooth. Okay, fair enough. I just wanted to make sure that we diagnosed the motor right. I don't like a used engine, and here's why: if you don't buy the added warranty on the used engine, if that thing has a rear main seal leak a week after they put it in, then the fight's on. Who's going to take? Who's going to pay for all the labor to replace the rear main seal? If you're going to buy a used engine, you always risk stepping out of the kettle and into the fire. I have installed used engines. I know what it's like. Most of mine have been successful, but we take the used engine and replace all the external gaskets because oil leaks on a used engine is the number one problem. What you need to do is get everybody to break up their estimates into the four categories. How much is the engine? New, rebuilt, and used. How much is the labor to install the engine? How much money have you got for the miscellaneous stuff—the oil, the filter, the coolant, the gaskets, the motor mounts, the upper hose, the lower hose, the heater hoses? How much money have you got? Most everybody's going to be two or three hundred dollars for those miscellaneous. And then give me, and then you're going to just take the miscellaneous and the and the uh, motor and times it by ten percent because that's your sales tax. Have everybody break it up. Tell them you want the estimate broken up: engine, labor miscellaneous sales tax. Then you can compare what's best. But if I were you and you're going to keep the Jeep Liberty, I'd probably put a rebuilt engine in it. And one of the ones we install is from Jasper, J-A-S-P-E-R. If you're not going to keep this Jeep or you drive small miles every year, uh, under 10,000 miles, then a used engine might be the same. But here's the deal. The used engine is the same labor as a rebuilt one or a new one. It's the same labor. It doesn't make any difference. So the labor should be the same on all of them, but the cost of the engine should be the big deal. So that's what you need to break them up. That's what you need to do. Good luck to you. I don't know. What part of town do you live in?
12: Uh, I'm in uh, North Phoenix, kind of 27th Avenue, Deer Valley.
4: Okay. I would go over to Action Auto at I-17 in Deer Valley and talk to Tom, and I would also go to Kurtz. And uh, he's at I 17 in Bell Road, and I would get a number from both of them. You got nothing to lose but a half an hour's worth of time. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. Good luck to you, Jake. Thank you. Tom, you're up next. How can I help you?
13: Uh, what I wanted to ask you about is I have a uh, 2010 Tacoma, uh, Toyota Tacoma, and it's got, uh, I bought it with 189,000 miles on it. It had been driven uh, pretty much. Uh, all, all highway miles. Uh, I know that because okay. it, uh, it, it, the hitch had never been used and the, uh, it was clean as a whistle. So anyway, I got 122,000 miles on it. What I was wondering is, is uh, about shocks. I, I've never. I don't think they've ever been replaced. What should uh, should I replace them at this kind of mileage?
4: Okay. Well, does it have 122 or 189?
13: It has, well, it, has on it. it has a hundred. Well, it has one hundred and twenty-two thousand. Excuse me, at eighty-nine thousand when I bought it, and it has now. It now has one hundred and twenty-two, and I don't do any hauling with it or anything. I, I've, I've really never used it. Uh, used a hitch at all, even so. You there?
6: Uh, stay with us, Tom. Mark will be right with you.
5: Okay,
4: Gil, I'm I'm back. Does um, it, is, it is have 122,000 or 189,000? 100
13: 122.
4: Okay, good. And I'm sure
13: the shocks Here. have never been the shocks have never been changed on it.
4: Oh, all right. I'm going to tell you two things. Number one, based on the mileage and the year of the truck, yes, uh, I would agree that most people would tell you it is time to put shock absorbers on it. Number two you're going to find shock absorbers in a good, better, best kind of price range. Number three, there are times that we are told to replace the shock absorbers and the bill could very well be um, between 500 and and $1,000. And at the end of the day, I'll see the customer a month later and I will say to the customer, by the way, did you notice the difference? They say yes. And was it worth the money? And they say no. (laughs) And and I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you the truth. Uh, I don't care if it's a strut front end, if it's a strut back end, or if it's got shocks all the way around. There's a difference between struts and shocks. But if you wanted to do it, I would would go and I'd find lifetime shocks. I'd get the cheapest four shocks I could get. I'd get lifetime shocks, and I think you're best served that way. But I want to warn you. There might be an increased, uh, a better ride. Maybe there will, maybe there won't. But yes, um, I think for one reason, safety reasons. Um, You're driving down the road fast, Tom. You're You're misbehaving yourself. And all of a sudden, a little kid runs out in front of you. And you swerve hard to the right. You better hope the suspension on that truck is in good shape and that you don't roll over. The shock absorbers push down on the tires and keep the tires on the roadway because you're not going to like the steering if one of the tires in the front is up in the air and the other one's down on the ground. So it is a safety issue with shocks and struts. However, as a mechanical expert, I must tell you that I have never but one, I've seen one case where shock absorbers were an issue. And this was a case where a guy ran off the side of the road, then he he turned left, he came across the road, and he crashed in the median. And one of the tire manufacturers, because it was a because of a blowout, one of the tire manufacturers made a big deal about the fact that he had the original shocks on his Ford truck at 130,000 miles. None of the rest of the experts believed that that was an issue. We believe the tire blew out and he lost control and that it wouldn't have made any difference if he'd had new shocks on there. But it was an issue, and that's the only case I've ever seen in 25 years. So that's the story, and I'm sticking to it.
13: Thank you. I have one other quick question, and that's that uh, you, you suggest a um, uh, transmission shop in Mesa. I know my wife, I sent her her uh, Sienna over there, and I, I don't remember the name of the shop. Uh, they did a very good job. But I, what, was, what is the name of that transmission shop in Mesa that you recommend?
4: I don't have one in Mesa. I don't have one in Mesa. I used to recommend a quality transmission on uh, McClintock and University. However, Bob has since sold to a new owner and the new owner is not cannot be on our best car repair shops list until he has 5 years of experience at that location. So, but anyway, aside from all of that, I'm really happy that you went to a transmission shop and they treated you fairly and you're happy. That's that's not the norm. And so I'm really happy. And whoever you picked, then you should refer them, because if they made you happy, then they're typically going to be a good shop. Okay?
13: Well, quality, quality is where we went. And, and they did a terrific okay. job for, my, for me. Thank you.
4: Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. If it was quality, then yes. Steve, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning?
9: Uh, hey, good morning. Uh, a couple questions. Um, 2005 Chevy Colorado, um, engine blows. Would you put a new engine in it, or is it too old? Based on the how rest many the miles are ride, on it? Uh, about one sixty-five.
4: And how did it run before the motor blew? Was everything else okay?
9: Yeah, everything was fine. It ran really well. Um, it had a temperature problem, and I didn't realize it. it ran out of of uh, of uh, water, and it blew. So
4: okay. But, well, but let me ask you a question. <laughs> if um, if I were to finance your uh, your engine, and I was to say to you that uh, you know for the next 36 months you're going to pay me a hundred dollars, would you pay a hundred dollars a month to have a nice new motor put in that truck and to extend the life of that truck? Because my point is this: you're likely to pay thirty-five hundred to four thousand dollars for an engine installed. And if you stretch that over time, it's really nothing. And if you buy a new truck, then the license plates and sales tax exceed the value uh, or the, exceed the amount you would normally spend for an engine. So if you buy something new, that sales tax and, and license plates goes away. You never recover that money. But I tell people, it's kind of like you're paying for the pres- you're paying for the privilege of driving the truck. So if it's four thousand dollars and you pay hundred dollars a month, that's four. That's forty months. But if you pay two hundred dollars a month, then that's twenty months. So let me ask you: If I put a motor in that truck free, would you pay me two hundred dollars a month to drive it from now from this point on? Kind of rent it from me for two hundred dollars a month because you're not going to buy anything for two hundred dollars a month as far as the payments concerned. So and you can rent a car for a hundred dollars a week. So a hundred dollars a week times four is is four hundred dollars a month. So I put an engine in. You give me two hundred dollars a month. Fair or not?
9: Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. It, I'm not doing all the math and figuring out where you're headed. I it's
4: it's just a, it's just a matter of it's just a matter of if whatever the cost is divided by some months, that's what it's going to cost you over a long period of time. So it's kind of like you're renting your car from yourself. If I had yeah. that truck and I said to you, would you rent it from me for $200 a month and it had a fresh motor in it, w- would you pay $200 a month to rent that truck? And, um, and well, that's kind of what it is.
9: But what about, I guess the, I guess my real point is, what about the, in your experience with that year-making model, um, transmission, line? you know, the next thing that may go bad, is, is that year-making model, can I be confident that I'm not going to replace something else? six months down the road right,
4: well, I, I can answer that the s10 was uh, was replaced by the colorado and i have two s10s in my fleet one of them has a 190,000 miles and the other and they're two thousand ones and one of them has 190 and one of them has 179 and i don't have any intention of getting rid of either one of them and when the motors go to motor heaven i'm going to put a v6 4.3 back in those little trucks so the answer to your question is I don't know when the transmission is going to fail, but that's going to be another twelve dollars to $1,800. I don't know how well it's been taken care of. I don't know how long it's been abused, but I can tell you this much. The transmission's probably going to go to transmission heaven somewhere around 150,000 miles and 300,000 miles and 450,000 miles. As far as the rest of it is concerned, it's all wear and tear. So I don't know when you're going to need to rebuild the front end, or maybe you just need a couple of ball joints. I don't know any of that. But for the engine itself, $200 a month rental, divide and that's what you're going to pay for an engine, and you're going to kind of amortize it out at $200 a month. And you're going to not call it as a payment, you're going to call it rent for your truck. And that's really what it is. It's all math. It's do you want to pay $200 for the next 20 months for your truck or not? And if not, get rid of it and get something else. Anyway, my email address is mark at marksalem.com. You can send me an email anytime you want. If you would leave a number on your email, I'll I usually call you back because it's easier than typing. And um, and I call back on a restricted number, and so that will be me. And for obvious reasons, because my wife doesn't want me giving my cell phone out, and so that's how I handle it. So nevertheless, I'll see you next week right here on KKNT.